Welcome to the Urban Remedy Podcast, inspiring health through food, lifestyle, and making conscious choices. And we are back with Dr. Hilary Fredrickson, a naturopathic doctor. And today we're really going to focus on diet and fertility. And this is something, this is a subject that I love to talk about and is so important. If you listen to the first podcast we did, we did talk a little bit about diet, but today we are just going to go a lot deeper into diet and thinking um, about food as healing and how diet really can affect your fertility. So what's some of your experience incorporating diet with your patients? Okay. Well, so diet is the cornerstone, you know, treatment for all my patients. So I'm trying to, this is when it's, it's obviously individualized, but there are a few strokes, broad strokes that I like for all my patients. Um, one is I like for them to be making really healthy, the best food choices that they can. And when they're eating food, that each forkful matters. Yep. So that it's nutrient dense food. And that's, that is a lot for some people to take on. Yeah. You know, that like when you're eating so much food we do, it's unconscious. It's sort of like we grab and go. We are rushing. We're rushing. You're eating in restaurants that are high in fat and high in salt, usually in organic food. And so when somebody comes to me and they say, I'm ready to get pregnant, I want to work on my fertility, what do I do? The first thing I say is, all right, you start to spend a lot of time thinking about what you're eating and where it's coming from. And then it just becomes a practice. So some of the principles that I like are that one, you're eating organic food when, and if, if, if everything can't be organic or you don't have access to that, that the foods that the important ones are organic. So that would be organic meat or grass fed meat, organic eggs and organic dairy. Yeah. So because those are fat soluble, they're higher in fat content and it's important to eat fat when you want to try to get pregnant. So that's a, that's, I'll talk about that in a second, but what, when the fat soluble foods tend to have a higher pesticide concentration, um, and there are animals that are eating plants and we want the plants that they were eating to be organic and non not genetically modified so that that is a really important place to spend your money is eating organic meat, and dairy. And there's a great, um, if you guys want to delve deeper into that, there's a really great film called Secret Ingredients by Jeffrey Smith. And he actually interviews lots of families that are trying to get pregnant and chronically ill children with things like um, eczema, autism, and has shown that just by turning these families a diet 100% organic, they've seen huge changes in fertility and healing chronic illness, literally not doing anything else, just eating organic. And, and there's also a great podcast I did with him. So if you want to learn more about genetically modified foods and how it affects your health, you can listen to that podcast. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's definitely real. So I see my patients, especially women who want to get pregnant. And then you're, and then once you're pregnant, you're a mama, 
you're carrying a baby, you're about to have a baby. So the best time to really learn and dive into it and figure out your food sourcing is when you want to start to get pregnant because it's going to carry you on through the rest of your journey as a mama. Yeah, You want to do the best for your baby and your kids. So um, another thing I love I really want to make sure with my mamas, my cute mamas to be, are, is that they're not eating too much um, tuna fish. So some, some of them are major sushi lovers and they love their spicy tuna rolls. And mm-hmm. so we got to be conscientious about eating big fish and we're just reducing our uh, heavy metal burden. So things like swordfish, tuna, those things should be limited more to like one time a month yeah, or I mean, their I specialty. Usually, if, I would tell people anything. to stop fish. I mean, cause I did, I remember I had one patient who was trying to get pregnant and she had all these other odd symptoms. And I was like, let's do a heavy metals test on you. And her, the mercury was so high in her test and she ate sushi every single day for lunch. And I had no idea, but, and that's how, that was such an eye opening moment for me that, I mean, our, unfortunately the fish these days are very polluted. It's you gotta polluted. be really careful. And so I want to try to stay as positive as possible in the detox in this in this podcast because if we talk about diet, it can get a little grim yeah. because people are trying to figure out what are the best choices. But the truth is, is that we need to eat organic food. If you go to the Environmental Working Group website ewg.org, they've got Clean Fifteen, um, the Dirty Dozen, and the Clean Fifteen, and it changes every year. Um, but that tells you kind of what are the safer fruits and vegetables to eat non-organic and what are musts for eating organic and what are musts are like spinach, bell peppers, um, apples, grapes, cherries. Um, so some of those dark flavonoids that I want patients to have, we want patients to be eating in a ton of variety and different colors. The food, the plate should look absolutely beautiful, but we want to make sure that the foods that you're taking in are as um, least toxic as possible. So eating those foods, organic foods are really important. So that would be organic meat, organic eggs, organic dairy. We'll talk about dairy in a little bit. Um, and the dirty dozen and clean 15, you can kind of follow those guidelines safely. Um, if it's got a protective shell, like a pineapple, sometimes avocado, those are okay if they're not organic, but it's great to sort of print that out um, and carry it with you. Also the Monterey Bay Aquarium, if you go onto their website, they've got a, something that you can print out that tells you about he- healthy and safe choices if you do want to eat fish. So, Because I have some patients, clients who don't eat uh, meat and they want to know some different choices. So those are that those are two really great resources for finding the best best sources. And then what we want to do is just like get you tons of bioflavonoids, minerals. Bioflavonoids are the molecules in food that have an effect on a cellular level as far as bringing oxygen in, reducing inflammation, increasing blood flow. A a very famous bioflavonoid is resveratrol. It's been studied a lot in red wine. These flavonoids exist in colorful foods. So if you take... um, a plate, the way that I want my pregnancy plate to look or pre-pregnancy plate is it's about half salad with tons of colors. Like it should look so appealing. It should look like art. You've got some different, every like lots of different colors. You've got some cooked vegetables on there. If you're going to have meat, it's about the size of your palm. 
Am I doing that right? If you look at the inside of your hand, it's about the size of that circular, the palm, not the fingers, just that part. That's about the serving size of meat. And then it should have fat. So this is, I want to talk about fat. Do you want to talk about no, I Anything think that's else? great. I mean, um, go ahead and talk about fat. Okay. Yeah. So for all of us that I'm, I grew up in, was it the eighties and the nineties when like fat free diets were a thing yeah. and everyone was eating fat free. Yeah. You were so excited to eat pasta. You're like, it's fat free. Oh my God. Or like uh, a, like sourdough roll or white yeah. rice. I would just go and get plain white rice. And I was like bloated. I was totally fat and I had, my hair was falling out. I had, my hormones were a disaster because we were not getting the fat that we need. So all hormones are built, the building blocks of all hormones are cholesterol and fat helps hormone, the hormone production and hormone detoxification. And so we want great, healthy sources of fat in a diet when you're revving up to get pregnant. That's olive oil, like dripping your salad in delicious, well-processed olive oil and some vinegar. It helps the fat, helps the mineral absorption. Olives, if we do a smoothie in the morning using some coconut water, coconut oil, coconut milk, um, nuts, seeds, um, avocado, uh, eggs, egg yolks, very nutrient dense foods that are fat and that make us feel good. They increase our hormone production. They increase our sort of sensuality as women. You just get, you get a little bit, you do not get fat eating these foods. You just get sort of more, more like lovely. I, yeah, say. I always say like when I'm talking about the fats, cause so many people are so scared of fats. Um, you know, and I see the people that I know that are not eating fat, you know, that are so scared of getting fat from eating fat. You look at them and their skin is very dry. Their hair is very dry. They might be aging a little bit more because, you know, in, in Chinese medicine, we call it fats are very yin. They're very moisturizing and very, um, you know, they, like we even say they lubricate the intestines when you eat fats, which is another thing that helps you go to the bathroom. Um, but you need those fats, you know, for your skin and your eyes and your hair and, you know, pretty much all the systems in your body. But just think about when you're eating those fats, how nice it's going to make your skin and you need those fats to create a baby. And especially, you know, once you get pregnant and you have a baby, your baby really need those fat, needs those fats as well. And if you're deficient, you know, then they're taking those fats from you. And a lot of times they say it comes from, um, you know, they will get them from your brain and your nervous system. So it's really important to eat those fats. And, and especially if you're somebody that has yin deficiency, if you feel like you have night sweats or you just get hot really easily, um, you know, you have really dry skin, dry eyes, dry mouth. The fats are going to be like super critical to balance yourself out. Yeah. Like we want to, if you envision a pregnant lady and she's beautiful and sort of bodacious and she's got a big round tummy and she's calm because she has so much progesterone running through her nervous system. Like this is what we want to start to encourage. This is what we're trying to create. So it comes from being eating a ton of minerals and eating a ton of fats and just getting yourself in a nice, calm, 
parasympathetic state. So there's two states that our nervous system run in. One is sympathetic, that's fight or flight, <laughs> running around stressed. And the other one is rest and digest. That's a parasympathetic state. We want to shift our digestion. So every time we're eating, we're in a calm parasympathetic state. We're absorbing the minerals. We're eating fats. We're upregulating our hormones. We're eating cholesterol. We're eating some, if you're a meat eater, we're eating meat and we're getting our body ready to make a baby. So when I studied Chinese medicine, I was a vegan. I had been a vegan for four years and I had what they call scanty periods, like scanty blood flow, so thin periods. And I was very thin and I was obviously stressed. I was studying naturopathic medicine and acupuncture. And the acupuncturist just looked at me like, you have blood deficiency. And it's that easy. Like if you lose blood every month, you need to eat blood. <laughs> and it was like, oh. And so I, what I try to do with my patients, and obviously I totally understand veganism and why people care about vegetarian and veganism. So I'd like, to, I will work with anybody at anywhere. Yeah. But if you're a meat eater, then this is the time of your life when you eat more red meat. Mm -hmm. And if you're a vegan, then we really upregulate your um, iron and your blood um blood deficiency, treating that with herbs and bioflavonoids and blood builders. So all the reds and the purples um, in the foods and the bioflavonoids and the plant food, trying to really increase your iron. And if you're a meat eater, then that's, this is when you, the time when you're building your endometrial tissue, you're getting everything oxygenated. You need iron, you need meat and richness, right? B12, folic acid, those folate comes from the vitamins, but the B12 often comes from meat tissue, eggs. We really want to ri be rich in minerals. And that's a great point is that if you are vegan or vegetarian, um, you, you're not really going to be getting your B12. So that's super important to uh, supplement with if you're trying to get pregnant and you are vegan or vegetarian. Absolutely. And iron that many, yeah. of the, but it's a great time before when you're, when you're trying to get pregnant is a great time to come see a naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist, get a blood test and just sort of see yeah. what's happening with your iron status. Where are you? Because sometimes we can prevent, um, we can just totally optimize your fertility by getting things into balance. If you are deficient in yeah. your minerals and nutrients. And one of the things um, that I love about uh, the program that we created, the fertility program, which is really just a woman's shake and then the fertility shot, um, is that I purposefully put in ingredients um, that really speak to everything that you're talking about. So I have like coconut water to really remineralize. I am actually using organic um, beetroot juice powder to really build the blood and to really tonify the blood. Um, and help detoxify. Yeah, Helps exactly. phase one, phase two yeah. de detoxification in the liver. Yeah. yeah. And um, I won't go into every ingredient, but, and flax oil, you know, for the hormones. And so um, it's a great way that you can just like, you don't kind of have to think about all of this and you could just grab the shake and do two shots a day. And it's, and if you follow the other dietary guidelines um, that we've been talking about, it's great. And I just think, you know, I mean, 
I I'm, I'm would say some might call me a little bit extreme, but like, I mean, I only eat organic. I don't, after all the research I've done about genetically modified foods and all the pesticides um, and glyphosate, you know, causing cancer and all of that, I just don't mess around. And I, um, you know, I just make it easy for myself. And it is sometimes difficult, you know, when you go out to eat, cause it is difficult to find restaurants that you know, serve only organic, but, um, you know, and then as, as Hillary said before, I like one of my other deal breakers is I do not eat any factory farm meat because I do believe that, um, that the quality of that meat and the fear and the suffering that goes into the lives of those animals, we actually eat. Um, if we eat them, we are taking on that energy, which is very, um, filled with fear and, and fear hormones that I don't think that's a, a healthy thing um, to ingest. And on that note, I think, you know, it's also really important to talk about, you know, we've kind of talked about what to eat. And so just to recap, as much organic as you can, really brightly colored foods, you want to get your reds, your yellows, your blues, your greens, your pinks, um, your oranges, because all of those antioxidants and phytochemicals, you know, are going to help your body detoxify. They're filled with antioxidants. Um, those are the foods that I always say are going to heal your body. Those are the foods that are going to really nourish you at a cellular level. And so those are the most important things to eat. And then as Hillary, Dr. Hillary said, you know, a little smaller amounts of meat, um, complex carbohydrates, like sweet potatoes and things like that are really important. And then we also have to talk about what not to eat because sometimes when you know what not to eat, it makes it easier easier to figure out what to eat. So I always say, And I always like to keep it really, really simple because I think sometimes if you, you know, have these really strict guidelines and people are walking around with like sheets of paper and being like, oh my God, can I eat that? Can I not eat it? So I always try to, I always say, ask yourself when you're looking at your food, is this food going to cleanse you or is it going to clog you? And if it's going to cleanse you, it's colorful. It has water content. It has all the things that you were talking about, all those colors, um, you know, all of the healing properties and food that tends to be more clogging can still be nutrient dense, but, um, is, is not as much cleansing food. So things that are, you know, like potatoes and rice and brown rice and things like that, are, you know, can be healthy for you, but they are a little bit more clogging and less healing. So you just want to eat them in smaller amounts. So I would say when you're really trying to get pregnant and you want to like do this 110, you know, you really want to stay away from alcohol, white sugar. I mean, I would say for myself, I probably... One of the biggest triggers for my PCOS was I was in acupuncture school and so stressed out and I was eating a ton of sugar. You know, I was like snacking on sugary things, whether whatever it was. I was, you know, drinking like alcohol on the weekends and like going out and having fun. I was in my, you know, 20s and and it was like the combination of like not sleeping, stress and eating all that sugar. I mean, sugar... Um, is such an endocrine disruptor. I mean, it's once you get your insulin levels off and your pancreas gets off, I mean, that will stimulate, um, you know, prediabetes and really just completely wreak havoc on your hormones. So the sugar, I am a big advocate of not doing any gluten when you're trying to get pregnant. In Chinese medicine, gluten is very um, sticky and clogging. So I would say do not eat any gluten. I stay away from dairy, soy, caffeine, alcohol, and sugar. Those are like my tops. What about you? Well, so um, 
Yeah, let's, can we talk, I want to dive in a little deeper on sugar. Yes. Um, So when I was in school or probably around the same time as you, it was sort of like fat was the enemy. Yeah. Cholesterol, everyone was tripping out on cholesterol and how could we stop eating this and stop eating that and stop da, 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 da. And it's causing inflammation. It's causing cardiovascular disease. It's causing diabetes. And they were wrong. So wrong. And the science is all bearing out now that sugar is uh, the main driver of inflammation. And inflammation is the enemy (laughs) in our brains in our hearts, in our blood, and in our uterus, in our hormone system. So what we really want to do is eat an anti-inflammatory diet. And the cornerstone of that is releasing sugar. Now, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dark chocolate girl and I like to have fun with food and I, I don't love to live a very restricted lifestyle and I don't want my patients to either. But if you come to it with a mindfulness that white sugar is sort of like ingesting poison. And when you're starting your journey of taking care of your body, prepping it for a baby, then taking care of your baby, if you can just kind of look at it like that, like the handful of jelly beans or or the um, sugar that you put into your coffee or the sweet, sweet, sweet that you're eating everywhere, if you can just cut that out, it dramatically influences your inflammation, you will have better blood flow to your uterus, your endometrial lining will be in better shape and your, your blood sugar regulation, which is what, what I want for my patients is for their blood sugar to stay level all day long so that their fat and protein balances that sugar. So they're not having blood sugar spikes. So if anybody sees like or anybody knows after you've had like a big sugary dessert, you feel sort of stimulated and high and then you crash. And so what I want for my patients is to avoid the high and the crash. One of the, one of the major fertility treatments is using metfor- a drug called metformin because so many women with fertility problems have blood sugar regulation issues. So if you can just start your journey by cutting the white stuff out of your life and not, you know, having a little bit of fun when you need to, but for the most of the time you're choosing whole foods, the foods that you're putting into your mouth have been, are either you can visualize how it was processed or it was one step away. Like if, if it's in a box in a bag that has so many ingredients that you can't visualize how it was made, then it's probably not like, a great food for like you. Mike, I love Michael Pollan's quote. He says, um, food, if it has a food that, oh God, it's food that has a short shelf life or food that goes bad. Oh, food that goes bad is the best food for you. So if you're going to look at something that has a 30 day shelf life, a 20 day shelf life, um, you know, it's probably not as good as something that has like a week shelf life. That's right. Yeah. And so... So what I try to do is to get my, um, my patients just really stable, meaning that their blood sugar stable. They're not having a little bit of caffeine's fine, but they're not like caffeinated all day. That's just not good for them. The caffeine makes it so the minerals are not actually being absorbed and that you're not having sugar and that you're not eating a lot of that wheat and dairy, wheat and dairy, wheat and dairy, where if you're, if you don't pay attention, all of a sudden, a lot of our diets can end up just being wheat and dairy, wheat and dairy, 
but that you're actually making a smoothie in the morning, having one of the, the juices. I love the Urban Remedy f- food. It can be delivered to your house. It's like very rich in bioflavonoids and minerals. And that fertility drink has all the reds and green, reds and purples. It's just full of minerals that build your blood. And so when you're eating food, it just starts to really matter. And it, the the great thing is it's practice for when you have a baby. Cause once you have that baby, when you're in charge of feeding the baby, it's really interesting. You don't want to give it, you don't want to grow it with food that's gross. Yeah. And you look around and you see people who are with just like pretzels and goldfish and, and, yeah. and, and those babies aren't as healthy as the ones that are eating olives and a smoothie and some clean meat and clean food. So and now it's, I mean, people that are having babies now are so much more fortunate because there are so many certified organic baby foods out there that you, I know we used you know, to have to make it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I made all of my son's food, which I probably would still do today, but I mean, you know, there's once upon a farm, which is a great baby food. That's, you know, all organic, which I love. There's so many good ones. And there's even like little local companies that will make organic food. And it it is so important. I was always that mom. If my kid was like at the park and somebody was, a mom was like, here's some Doritos. I'd be like, no, which is a little bit too much. But you know, when I, um, not trying to, you know, promote the plans at Urban Remedy, but just as a talking about what we're talking about, I always, when I talk about the meal plans that I've created, cause there's like three and five day plans, and people say, well, how does this work? Like, how does it work? Like, what are what are the properties of the, the different properties of the meal plans? And and I always say it's just as important as what's not in it as what is in it. Like, just to know what's not in it. Like, there's never gluten. There's never dairy. There's never iodized salt. There's never canola oil or vegetable oils. Um, you know, there's never preservatives or artificial colorings. And those are like all the things that we want to stay away from. And everything is organic, colorful, plant-based, all include all the fats that you, not the meats, but all the healthy fats that we're talking about. Um, and I just think, you know, just another comment, just, it's just as important as what you're not eating as what you are eating and, you know, balancing those two. I love that you brought up the, um, canola oil. So Again, talking about fats and um, wanting your food to be tasty, food should be delicious. But the, and the best thing you can do for yourself is to learn how to master a couple great salad dressings mm-hmm. that you make from home with great oils. But store-bought salad dressings are mostly made with canola or yeah. safflower oil, and those are inflammatory. If you're eating foods that are just made with olive oil, and um, avocado oil, some, some, those are much, much better choices. And making your own salad dressing, I sometimes just do it in the beginning of the week. It's in my, in a jar in the refrigerator or buying salad dressing or just using plain olive oil and some vinegar. But we want to stay away from pro-inflammatory foods. So like I said, medicine has really come down to inflammation and fertility is always going to be optimal in an anti-inflammatory state. And those oils that are canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, they're pretty inflammatory. Margarine, all those things are sort of of the past. We want to go back to real whole foods, pressed olive oil, um, that's your best choice with salads and, and coconut oil a, and even butter. I'm fine yeah, with people eating ghee, butter, butter, you know, go, but let's kind of get rid of those 
grosser, more toxic. Yeah. And we'll have a list for you guys. Um, in the library, we're going to have a list for you of all the, you know, anti-inflammatory foods and pro-inflammatory foods to make it easier. So, so don't worry, we'll make sure we have a really nice list for you. Great. Um, another thing I love for my mom is trying to get pregnant is going to green tea. So if you are a caffeine drinker and you want to, um, and you want to have a little bit of caffeine in the morning, green tea is your, green tea is your fertility friend. I'll say it over and over. It's got so many phytochemicals that reduce inflammation. They have, um, it has antioxidants. It has something in it called theanine, which is calming to the nervous system. So if you're not too caffeine sensitive, but you want to do something that's um, not drinking your latte in the morning that has dairy that can be a little congesting, coffee that can be a little harsh and overstimulating. Sometimes you put sugar in it. It's sort of inflammatory. We talked about in the last podcast we did starting the morning light and bright and green tea is a great way to do that. And it really actually functions in the endometrial lining to have a good effect, positive effect, good blood flow, lots of phytonutrients and phytochemicals that are anti-inflammatory. So I love it. And I, I drink matcha every single morning. I've never been a big coffee person, but I can't with like my, I wake up and I'm so excited to have it. You can, it's so good. I love matcha. And matcha is like the, the most potent yeah. form of, I lived in Japan first and, and watching the way they prepare the matcha, yeah. what they do for the matcha. It's totally part of their health ritual. It's yeah. a really incredible way to sort of shift a habit that's not as healthy, the caffeine, which the coffee, which is a little stronger, it's a little more inflammatory to something that is so phytonutrient dense. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. Cause I mean, coffee is definitely going to stimulate your adrenals and burn out your adrenals. Whereas things like green tea, um, and matcha really actually balance your blood sugar levels as well. And as Dr. Hillary said, um, have a lot of antioxidants and L-theanine, which is great for brain function. So it's a much, much better choice. So, We're so excited that we got to share these dietary recommendations with you guys. We're always here if you have questions or comments, and we will have a list for you on the website uh, to make it easier, but hopefully you can start incorporating uh, these principles into your fertility journey. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Urban Remedy podcast, where we focus on food, lifestyle, and making healthy choices and ways to live a vibrant and healthy lifestyle. If you found this information helpful or know somebody who might benefit from it, please do us the great honor of sharing this podcast with them. You can visit our website at urbanremedy.com. I'm Nika Pasquale, and thank you for tuning in.